JD Talking Sports, Sunday, April 16, 2017. The 100th podcast of JD Talking Sports dropped the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes. 100 just sounds a nice, it's a nice ring to it. 100. All right, today with my dad, we watched the basically felt like six hours and 85 minutes of Judgment at Nuremberg, 1961 movie, Spencer Tracy, Montgomery Cliff, Judy Garland. Burt Lancaster, Maximilian Schell, who won an Oscar, and Richard Widmark, and William Shatner, 1961, William Shatner, very young, very, very young William Shatner, Captain Kirk, very good, they showed scenes from the Holocaust, very tough to watch, Veep is on tonight, very excited about that, I started watching Suicide Squad again, I love that freaking movie, what else, what else, what else, oh, iZombie, been very good lately, well actually, I watched the first episode of Suck, and I'll tell you, man, watch episode two of Archer. Sorry, Isaac, I love you, but you got to go. Archer is going this 1940s shit, and it sucks. It freaking sucks. They should go back to the old way. I don't know why we have to go back into this dream sequence. It's not as funny. It's not as raunchy. It's just not. It's just missing. It's just void. And I want to talk about more stuff today. Yankees games didn't start till now. The game I'm really excited about is the Rockets... Thunder game with Harden against Westbrook. That's not until nine. Right now, the going to the fourth quarter, the Bulls and the Celtics are tied at seventy-four. Rest in peace, Isaiah Thomas' sister was a, was killed in a car crash this morning. What five o'clock in the morning in Washington State? He said he was going to play today. They were they gave a big rousing ovation in Boston, but they're seventy-four seventy-four. And then Rangers, which were the best road team, but at home, they were significantly worse this year. Actually, the worst home record, I think that there's three teams in the playoffs. They're one of the three worst home records in the NHL playoffs. And this is the thing. They said the fans at home haven't been as good, and they said that with the new dimensions of the stadium, it's not as loud as it used to be, and they charge more money, and it's instead of having the uh, blue seats in now they have all these yeah which is probably the bourgeois you know the people who shouldn't be at the games they don't really give a shit the they have a lot more corporate people at the games and it only seats 18,000 which is selling it out but they said that Washington and Toronto are have over 20,000 20 I think I think I'm sorry not Toronto I'm sorry Montreal's over 21,000 at the Bell Center and Washington Verizon Center they they are loud and this is the thing you know you get to the playoffs and the wild every year I root for them. I don't know, just because it's Minnesota, you know? And they lost the Blues. They're down 3 nothing in the first round. I mean, it's going to be over before it got started. You know, 545 left in the second. Rangers and Canadians are tied 0-0. Blue Jackets down 4-3 in the third. Man, they're fighting to stay alive. They're down 2-0 to the to the Penguins already. Yeah, that's a game I want to watch. And that should have been an earlier game. No offense. Why couldn't that have been the early game? Why does that have to be a 9 o'clock start on TNT? It's bullshit, man. Celtics are... Losing the Bulls by a point, 76-75. They had a, I saw a runaway dunk by Wade that he missed. Hit the front of the rim. Almost like he didn't get enough enough air. I don't know. You know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. All right. That's all I'm going to say on that front. Now, let's talk about the Mets, Mets, Mets. All right. They lost, lost. Thursday night, they, they went in 16 innings, which I think destroyed the whole team because they lost the next three to the Marlins. Lost today 4-2. And listen to this. They didn't get their first hit until two outs in the eighth by Neil Walker. 
And they end up getting five hits today. But Dan Straley's got the start for the Marlins. Two previous starts, he had a ERA 7.56. No hit him through five and a third. Five base on balls on 93 pitches. Today ended Mets 11-game home run home run streak. 11 games in a row. Last time they had that longest streak was 12 in a row in April 2013. And St. Louis is up one nothing on the on the Yankees. Garcia single to left. Giorco scored a run. Yankees are down one nothing. Who's pitching today? That's a good question. Who is pitching today for the Yankees? And you know what? It's off the tip of my tongue. Is it Montgomery today? I know you know. Got to have these stuff on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Pineda. Okay, Pineda in. Inning in a third already has given up three hits in a run. So there is the enigma of Michael Pineda. Almost pitches a perfect game last time out, and today he's already given up three hits in less than two. So his co- command, and he's given up a lot of hits. You know, he he needs. A, I want him to go on a run. And Adam Wayne, Wainwright and his catcher, Molina, Yadier Molina, have the most games played together since Sosha and Valens went. Fernando Valenzuela. I can't, man. Remember Fernando Mania? Since those two last played in the 90s. I mean, talk about, the, they both came out together. They played in the minor leagues together. Pretty impressive. Wainwright has only given up a hit so far. Who's the only hit for the Yankees so far? Castro hitting a robust 341 this year. Judge and Bird are both in the lineup today. Romine behind the plate. And Hicks starting in center field. All right. We shall see. It's still early, folks. Still early. Now back to the Mets. Listen, they're down 2 nothing. They score two runs at the top of the ninth as Drubal Cabrera gets a two-out, two-run single off David Phelps, who gets the win, gets a win with one inning pitch, three hits, two runs, one of them earned, two Ks, ties it 2-2. Then the bottom of the ninth, two outs, J.T. Riddle, a rookie who got his first major league hit, hit earlier this week. Well, he gets his second hit, is a home run, wins the game 4-2. Addison Reed takes a loss, two-thirds of an inning, three hits, two runs, and a strikeout. Mets fall to 7-6. and six. Marlins move to 7-5. and five. That's a shitty way to lose. And I looked at the Mets starting pitchers for the... Okay, on Thursday, they got six strong innings out of Thor. No decisions. Gave up six hits, six hits, two runs. Then... Last night, DeGrom goes seven, four hits, two runs, 13 Ks. And also, two runs. Thor, only two. one of the two runs was actually earned. And then today, Harvey went six, two runs, one earned, seven hits. No decision again. And the three losses, you've got Thor, DeGrom, and Harvey, 19 innings pitch, 17 hits, six runs, four earned, three base up balls, 22 strikeouts. Mets offense in the three losses, eight runs, 17 hits. Not going to win many games. If you're getting eight runs in three games, you're not winning. You're not winning. You know what? And, and your guys are pitching that well. Kills me. And Reyes today came in today four for his la- four for forty three to start the season. Not playing well at all. And today, you know, I forgot to do that. I wanted to look it up. Got all excited to. He did not. Oh, he is now. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Four for 47. He got a base and ball to strike out. 087. Whew. 0.087. Not good at all. They play 
Tuesday night they host the Phillies. Zach Elfin, who hasn't got to start this year, against Zach Wheeler, 101 with a 7.45 ERA, but got his first win since 2014. We'll see what happens. Hey, you know what? Mets are not hitting the ball at all. Cespedes has got to hit. Cespedes is hitting 250. Tough. Conforto. Conforto came up, got a pinch hit. Smoker's pitching well, though. But Reed and Robles is pitching a lot lately. So they got good relief out of Smoker and Robles. And then Reed, Familia comes back on Thursday. Can't be soon enough. You know what? It, I, yeah, you need your closer. You need your, your, you need your guy. You need him. You need him. All right. Now the Yankees. Some interesting stuff on the Yankees. Yes. Now, CC Sabathia. 18 and a third innings this year, 12 hits, three earned runs. He says he's saying a lot of his success is due to he has more stability in his degenerating right knee, which uh, he had surgically cleaned out in the fall before wasn't able to plant his leg and finish his delivery, delivery toward home, home plate. He's in the final year of a five-year, $122 million extension he signed at the beginning of the 2012 season. He said, you know, while this may be his last season as a Yankee, he doesn't believe it's going to be his last. He goes, feeling the way I do now, I want to pitch as long as I can. I want to pitch as long as possible. Okay. And after this, I read this about Matt Holiday. Thank you, Andrew Marchand from ESPN. And Holiday said he shares lessons he learned, first as a rookie with the Rockies, which were then honed as a champion with the Cardinals. And only, even though he's only been with the Yankees for two months, he's been passing wisdom since day one. And they said the, the speed which he's joined CC Gardner and Headley among the Yankees leader is a credit to his demeanor. And Girardi said some guys are just natural born leaders. You gotta like that. And how, and this is this was this was uh, from Clint Frazier. He said Matt Holiday is a very intimidating guy. At first to me, I thought he was this monster that I didn't know how to approach. When I finally did approach him, he is probably the best guy I've met in baseball. He is someone I want to emulate to be like him on and off the field. Because Holiday, when he showed up the majors in 2004, the Rockies, Mark Sweeney and Todd Green told the rookie he was going to lunch with them every day. They taught him the do's and don'ts of fitting in in a big league cl- clubhouse. Now, in St. Louis, already established star with a nine-figure contract, he made sure to pay attention to how Albert Pujols, Chris Carpenter, and Adam Wainwright went about their work. This spring, young players like Clint Frazier and Aaron Hicks took, took Holiday's advice. And Holiday said, people are going to, going to be watching how they handle it Adversity, how they handle failure, how they handle success, how they handle the media, how they handle the pressure of playing in New York. He said, people watching to see how they how they handle these things. Playing a long time, you have to be able to handle those things the right way, then go out and let your talent shine on the field. Have a short memory, good or bad. Totally true. Have to have a free, you have to have amnesia. Your teammates are looking to see you grind and fight and battle and compete, do things to help the team win. And in 2011, when the Cardinals' Matt Carpenter arrived in the majors, Holiday made sure to advise him just as Sweeney and Green had done for him. Both Holiday and Carpenter are coaches' sons, giving them a common bond. There were meals and talks about what it takes to make it in the big leagues. Now, they said Holiday, not a big talker, but when he speaks, it has meaning for younger players in large part because, you know, of what he's done on the field and how he treats others off of it. And Carpenter uh, told ESPN's Mark Saxon, he was the kind of guy who took me under his wing when I first got to the bigs. As a young player, he was a guy who went above and beyond and made me feel like I was part of the group. Show me what it was like to work hard and play the game the way it was supposed to be played. He said his dedication to his craft, both on and off the field, is second to none. He led really well, led really well by example. He was also a guy who would tell you you need what you need to hear sometimes. 
For almost the first day of spring training, it was noticeable. The newcomer was teaching the Cardinal way to the Yankees. Frazier was learning how to be a pro. Hicks was inquiring about Holiday's leg kick. And Hicks says, approach, real approachable guy. It makes it easier that whatever question you ask him, it's going to be something useful. It's kind of cool to talk to him about that because he has had such, you know, success. And Holiday knows that, you know, he's at the end of his con, end of his career. He's just got a one-year deal here. And if he receives another contract next year, it will be largely based on the back of his baseball card. But the professionalism and leadership could be very valuable to the next generation of Yankees. I like hearing guys like that, you know. He got taken under his league and he passes it on. That's what you should be doing. Not thinking you're above and beyond everybody else. I like that. Mr. Marchand, thanks for that. Good stuff. Good, good, good. All right, now. So the Yankees, 17 Ks yesterday, one for 30 with runners in scoring position in the last three games. One for thir- one for what they go? One for 13 la- one for 13 yesterday runners in scoring position. 3-2 win over the Cardinals, six-game winning streak. 5-0 and at home. Last three times they started with five wins at home to start the season. They won the World Series, 98, 99, 2000. And through 11 games, Yankees lead the AL with 12 stolen bases. Gardner has a team high, five. They finished 18th last year. And all stolen bases are by Ellsbury, Headley, and Gardner. Gardner leads the Yankees with five. Headley has three. His career high is 17 in 2012. He has three this year, eight last year. Hey, you know what? Maybe he'll get double digits this year. And Girardi, I said he wants Gardner and Ellsbury, too, to score 100 runs each this year. 14 home runs in 11 games, but they're fourth in runs in the AL with 51. We know about CC And Jordan Montgomery, I, I thought he went to USC. He went to the University of South Carolina, and he's from Sumter, South Carolina. I went to a wedding there. Girl Lucy Gray I went to college with. Very interesting town. We went out for breakfast Sunday morning. It's a church morning. It took forever. Slow as molasses, but... He's a, he's a Gamecock, proud, proud, proud. Holiday not playing tonight. Jordy's keeping him out at a, as a precaution, but could pinch hit later in the game. We shall see. And I read some stuff about the umpires today. The umpires work more than 200 days in the road, but the pay's pretty good. You know what? Hey, you know what? They get meals and they, you know, it's a day. Hey, you know what? Listen, everything's a job. There's a grind with everything. But you know what? You get paid to call to ump a baseball game. Yeah, there's pressure and all that stuff. Not a bad job. Not a bad job at all. And listen to this. The last World Series day game was 1987. And that year, they only had one during the day. And the Yankees this year are playing 55, 162 games during the day. That's only a 34% of their games during the day. And the Mets, 31 of 162, 19% of their games this year during the day. I mean, kids can't even see goddamn games. It kind of sucks, man. The Yankees are playing tonight at 8 o'clock at night. What are they, in the second inning right now? I mean, come on, man. That's too freaking early. I'm too, I'm too, too, I'm too, I'm sorry, not too early. It's too, too damn late. Can't take a kid to the, sucks. Really sucks. Bulls are up 87, 85 with 611 left in the fourth. Canadians down one, nothing heading into the third period. Second period intermission. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. But how about that? I mean, come on. So the two teams combined are playing not even, yeah, basically they're playing a third of their games during the day. And Yank Mets playing 31-162, that sucks. And how about this? Irvin Santana yesterday, 3 nothing win over, uh, over who they, who'd they play last night? Twins. 
They lost the White Sox today. 3-1. Yesterday, Irvin Santana, 3-0 win over the White Sox. First complete game in the majors this year. Remember that used to be all the time? Not anymore. And Brian Dozier today had a inside-the-park home run, which I always love. When, they, when, you, when, you, when you leg one out, that's pretty damn good. And congrats, Dodgers, finally, seven years after Jackie Robinson breaks the color barrier, they put up a bronze statue in front of Dodger Stadium of him stealing home. I like to, you know, I went to that stadium. It was, it, it's, it's old, but it's, it's Chavez Ravine. It's, it's a pretty, it's, it's, it's old. It's much older than I thought it was. It was nice. It was nice. I saw Manny Ramirez play. That was Ramirez was on the Dodgers. And they talk about how the new, now the 10 game DL instead of 15, you know, well, they're still using it as much as they did before. I don't know. You know, it sounded more interesting when I wrote it down. And then once I read it, it's not as interesting as what I said before. But this, I found this. I talked about the grasshoppers at the Safeco Field. Well, listen to this. <laughs> Would you eat grasshoppers? It's at a cantina named for Edgar Martinez. They're selling for four bucks in chili lime sauce. And Steve Dominguez, it says it's got a little spice, kind of tangy and salty. He's the center, it's called center plate general manager at Safeco. They actually ran out of it at a grasshoppers in the first two home games last week, selling 310 four ounce containers each day, more than 30 pounds of grasshoppers per game. Now they're going to set an allotment of 312 per game, coinciding with Martinez's career 312 batting average. I think that's cool. They said they sold more grasshoppers in the first home series than Poquitos, the restaurant that provides them, sells all years. All year. All year. How about that? (laughs) That's a lot of grasshoppers. And they had to get an emergency shipment from Mexico in time for Friday's college night promotion. College kids, beer and, and grasshopper. Who wouldn't want it? And uh, quite honestly, this is what Dominguez says. Quite honestly, before we did this, I didn't know there was such a big push for insect protein. He says, all of a sudden, I'm getting inundated with vendors wanting to sell me crickets and ants. He goes, just to be clear, we won't be doing that. We're not going to have a stand devoted to insects. (laughs) And, you know, I talked about Greg Bird. Well, he hit a two-run home run. Yankees are up 3-1, bottom of the first. Actually, judge it a triple, knocked in Headley. And then Judge scored on the two-run homer by Bird. How about that for the Yankees? See, I do JD talking sports, and good things happen when I'm on. Now let's see if Panetta, Panetta can hold the goddamn lead. Hold the lead, man. Hold it. For the love of God, hold that lead. Bird's first home run of the season. All right. All right. We like that. All right. They're up three-one. Bottom of the second. All right. Maybe get in and go crazy this week and see what happens. All right. Golden State. They went today 121-109. Outscored Golden State 65-53 in the second half. Listen, C.J. McCollum had 41 points today. Damian Lillard had 34. Durant had 32, 10 rebounds. Draymond Green, 19 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. He is, fills up that box score. And Curry had 29 could be an interesting series, you know. Hey, Cavs had a tough first game. Why not? Why not Golden State? And Rudy Gobert, who left with it 11 seconds into the game yesterday for Utah. Well, hyperextension and bone bruise. Hopes to return sometime in the season, in the series. They actually won game one. X-Net, Joe Johnson hit the game winner at the buzzer to give 
Utah 97-95 win over the Clippers in L.A. And how about this? LeBron yesterday, his 200th playoff game, 18 consecutive first-round game, first-round game win. He's won 18 consecutive first-round games now. Unbelievable. And I, I love I love, I love, love this from Billy Donovan. This was when Russell Westbrook was going for his 41st triple-double to tie the big O. And he said this. He said, if what he's doing wasn't so difficult, we'd all... We'd have a lot more people being able to do it. It's like making a movie. When I made a movie, if it was so easy, everybody would be making a goddamn movie. Everybody would be rewriting a script. But it isn't that easy, is it? No, not that easy. And John Wall, 32 points, 14 assists. Wizards beat the Hawks, 114-107. Some of the Hawks complained it was a little too physical today. Dennis Schroeder had 25 points to lead the Hawks. And how about the Nets? I love what Kenny Atkinson says. How can we get these guys better? He says, from 1 through 15, how can we get these guys better? Now, they contested more shots in the league this year, 71%, but we're 18th in blocks, about five a game. They have to defend the rim better, better shooting, attempted the fourth most threes over almost 32 a game, but fifth worst percentage, 34% a game. Better passing, second worst in turnovers, almost 17 a game, and assists per turnover, 1.29 assists per turnover. Not good. Now, they were 13-17 when Lennon Lopez were on the court together. Uh, Karis Levert, 11 and 15 with him at the small forward. And Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, when he moved from small forward to power forward, 15 and 35. They have pieces to work with. Isaiah Whitehead can play both guard positions. He was especially effective as a shooting guard and physical defender on the second unit, so they have that going for them. And Lopez loved the the high energy, scoring, sharing, making huge huge plays, how they all played hard. Uh, Jefferson, Levert, and Whitehead. And Atkinson said the biggest surprise for him was Spencer Didwitty, who they picked up out of the D-League, backup point guard, and he averaged over, over 23 minutes per game. And K.J. McDaniels, who they got from Houston, scored in double figures in six of his last 10 appearances, 51% from the field, and has some defensive skills. We'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? It's still... And they, they can get two max contracts for next season, right? And, you know, as Kevin Garnett says, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And I love this. The union criticized Phil Jackson. He said, if they said, if players can publicly ask for a trade, management should not be able to encourage one. This is what the Players Association told Commissioner Adam Silver, you know, in reference to what Phil said about Carmelo. Jackson said Friday that the Knicks had not been able to win with Anthony and also forward and that, you know, might be better off somewhere else. And what I read, too, is maybe he needs to be better off somewhere else. And Michelle A. Roberts, the union's executive director, said in her statements, if players under contract under threat of league discipline, speak openly about their desire to be employed elsewhere, we expect management to adhere to the same standards. Amen, Miss Roberts. Amen. And they're saying this, uh, Mark Berman, New York Post said, according to Vertical, Porzingis planning a long trip back to Lafayette and may not return to New York until close to the start of training camp, avoiding the practice facility where Jackson is expected to have more triangle clinics. And he doesn't want to represent, Porzingis says he does not want to represent the Knicks on the lottery Deus, May 17th, because he would be in Latvia. And Scott McGuire told the Post, the glaring issue this season was defense, both team and individual. Winning in team sports was a lot of work, commitment, and sacrifice, and the defensive part was lacking big time. And Ornisek, back in January, made his most honest statement when he said, said the roster may have players just not capable of playing D. <laughs> it didn't sit well in the locker room, but it was dead on. 
And he said before the season finale Wednesday, Hornacek said adding one defensive-minded player could change it. Losing defense, one defensively lax player could also help, which is why Jackson wants to ship Carmelo Anthony. And he said, you know, Hornacek said, just getting that one player in here, uh, Andre Iguodala, he could replace uh, Anthony at small f- forward, P.J. Tucker, who loves Hornacek from Phoenix, and Memphis stalwart Tony Allen. Also, the rugged defending combo guard Taj Gibson is a New Yorker and has told confidence of his desire to one day play for the Knicks. And Jackson denied the coaching staff wasn't focused on defense. (laughs) And 90% of the time, when I'm with the coaches and we're in film sessions talking about the game, it's about defense, Jackson said. The Knicks president said they went more to the triangle offense in February to help transition defense but that didn't help the pick-and-roll D, which he branded as the most critical skill in modern times. And Jackson said, that has to be, he said, I love, I love that, I love that, I, I, I just love. That has to be, that has to be everything about what you defensively, do you switch? Do you have guys that are capable of switching? Jackson said. But Jackson credited undrafted rookie Ron Baker for his on-ball defense late in the season, reshaping the club's mindset. Jackson also said he will recommend full court pressure as an alternative. First of all, you need bodies to do full court pressure and you have to have the players to do it. So what you want and what what the personnel you have is two different things. What do you think? I think Ryan would agree on that front. Especially with Anthony's scoring solely being missed, the Knicks will struggle mightily if the defense doesn't rise to the NBA's top level. And Porzingis has talked about the unclear vision of repeatedly changing defensive stratagems. Some of the guys came in with the preconceived ideas of how they wanted to play defense, then physically they weren't able to play defense in the format they wanted to do. That's what Jackson said. That became a push and pull between the coaches and players. <laughs> and they said, you know, it's funny. Berman said he might be fooling himself if he thinks he'll find a bona fide 20-point score return for Anthony. But Boston's defensive forward, Jay Crowder, a Zen master fave, would be a nice haul. They also could add a stout small forward defender in the draft. But they're going to have to get Lucky with the ping pong balls to get there for Kansas's six eight two way stud Josh Jackson. Everybody thinks the Knicks will draft a point guard, but Jackson has ruled out resigning. What Derrick Rose? No, because they need scoring with Anthony and Jackson's belief Porzingis isn't ready for number one option status. Problem is, and I agree, Ross has, Rose has lost his way on defense. Is even a larger injury risk and doesn't have good chemistry with Porzingis. Yes. Now, with the sixth worst record, the Knicks have a 5.3 point chance, percent chance of landing the top pick. But probabilities are they pick in the 5 to 8. That could be Washington's Markel Fultz and UCLA's Lonzo Ball, the t- top two rated point guards. But getting Kentucky's high motoring De'Aaron Fox may be in fine consolation as a two way lead guard with size. You know, he's gonna he's not now there are some free agent markets decent. He's not gonna Yeah. Anthony Allen, Chris Ball not happening. But Jeff Teague, Drew Hollywood, Drew Holiday, I'm sorry, Drew Hollywood, whose brother Justin is a Knicks free agent, George Hill, kinda old. Sean Livingston, I don't know if he can play that many minutes. Kyle Lowry, okay. Lowry's agent is Jersey based Andy Miller, who represents three Knicks, Porzingis, uh Billy Arnon Gomez, and Kyle O'Quinn. Even if the Knicks can renounce Rose, they'll have to have just $22 million of cap room to spend. That could increase as one of the assets of an Anthony trade. They also have two second-round picks this June. 
Jackson said college scouts aren't looking for the best athlete, but team-oriented, cerebral skills being more important because of their triangle future. That's why his former Bulls scout Clarence Gaines Jr. is so treasured. We know what we want, and we're interested in developing that and turning away from just, say, this guy can jump out of the gym, this guy can do a triple-double game or dunk the ball. This is not what we're interested in. We're interested in skilled players that know how to play together in team form. Okay, all right, I hear you. And Jackson said he didn't come here just to com- just particularly to win a championship. When ever won since 1973, I think it's time to say let's win a goddamn championship. He said the young core is three or four years away from competing for a title, so he won't be here, right? But with Anthony likely gone, homing in on defense, teamwork, and better coaching is the Knicks' lone chance of escaping a fourth straight nightmare season. Yeah, they're breaking down the roster. I don't know. They love Lance Thomas for his defense. Courtney Lee, overpaid, I agree, but played well enough. Will be more aggressive as a score next season, if not dealt. Justin Holliday was the only Nick to play all 82 games, but may get a sizable payday elsewhere. We're, they said worth keeping if he also attracts Brother Drew because of his two-way game. Aaron Gomez, building block, I agree. Building block bargain on a multi-year. Marshall Plumley, undrafted free agent, needs option picked up by July Summer League. Berman says he showed enough brassy play and finish with a bang. Kylo Quinn, deep at this position, could be trade piece. He's a modest contract, his backup big man, who weaves some great... He did have some great games. Joakim Noah. Ugh. Contract surgeries make him untradeable, but no longer a starter. No fucking shit on that front. Jason Randall, they said, he's saying the February signing didn't overwhelm, but show Jackson has a knack for triangle and some defense as insurance point guard. And Vujicic wouldn't be bad as assistant coach next season for triangle brain, but he wants to play more and may depart. Yeah. And Maurice Endor showed defensive greediness and scoring ability in final games after being off the map. But you know what? Hey, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, time will tell. Time, time will tell. I know Ryan's excited for next season. I mean, what do you think next year? Maybe 34 wins? Actually, I think they're going to be worse next year. I think they're going to be worse. I think they'll be lucky if they win 28 next year. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be another 50-loss season next I just don't see the, they have the pieces. Yeah, and if they lose, I know Carmelo was a ball stopper, but they, he scored whenever they needed a big game score, and they don't have another guy that can put up those kind of points. Well, Porzingis sometimes, but he's saying I don't, he doesn't think he's the number one option yet, Phil Jackson. So he's not the number one option, and him and Rose don't get along. Why keep Rose? Because Rose can't play defense. 82-89 point guards this year in, in – in defensive, yeah, in, in his defensive rating this year. And I was like, listen, when you're 82 at 89 at a point guards and you can't, on, on the defensive front, you know, you're not getting the job done. It's time to move on. That's, move on. I, I thought this was just interesting because we got the NFL draft coming up April 27th in Philly. Yeah, it's, goddamn. A week from Thursday. Holy shit. Yes. Past 40 years, five safeties, Sean Taylor, Eric Berry, Kenny Easley, Eric Turner, and Benny Blades drafted among the first five picks. Jamal Adams, LSU, could he join them? We shall see. Had a great pro day. Ran a 4-3-3-40 at his pro day. He ran like a 4-5 change at the combine. They're talking he is going to be a beast. 
and the head of NFL Referees Association wants league to eliminate penalties for celebrating. Finally, the No Fun League. I'm getting tired of that stuff. All right, let me check out updates. Yankees were up 3-1. Dun-dun-dun. 3-1. All right. They said Bird's no doubter. Bulls up by 7 with a minute 35 left in the 4th. Wow. Wow. And the Blues are now up 3. Wow. Blues beat. Penguins 4-4 in overtime with the Blue Jackets. Gotta love that. How's Isaiah Thomas playing today? Leading score is Jimmy Butler for the Bulls with 25. Weight is 11. Isaiah Thomas, 28, leading the Celtics. It was the first game at home. Wow. That's crazy. Bird hit a 430-foot blast. First homer since October 2015. We shall see. All right. Trivia questions for today. Trivia, trivia, trivia. All right. Last night's trivia question. Who was the last NCAA defending basketball champion? Who was the last NBA champion to make the Sweet 16 the following season? Florida in 2007. They won their second title in a row. So 2007, it's been 10 years since... A champion came back the next year and even made the Sweet 16. Yeah, because Villanova lost in in uh lost in the second round. Yeah, lost to Wisconsin. Unbelievable. Okay, tonight's trivia question: Only three NBA players have scored 10,000 plus points for two franchises. Only three NBA players in the history of the league have scored 10,000 plus points for two franchises. All right, Yankees going. For their seventh in a row, up 3-1 in the third. Rangers down, heading the third period. You do not want to go down 2-1. The Canadians, got to get that win tonight. Got to come back in the third. And I cannot wait. Russell Westbrook versus James Harden. Folks, have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.